What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to chapter 105 of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the QAnon Abducts Children episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. This week, we are leaning into an incredibly unfortunate development in the world of QAnon. The formation of an underground network of conspiracy theorists encouraging people to abduct their own kids back from child protective services because, you guessed it, they believe CPS are pedophile cannibals in league with the deep state cabal. An organization called Children's Crusade is currently serving as a front for a dizzying array of QAnon YouTubers who, among other things, plan to raid a foster home, hid a QAnon politician turned petty criminal from the law, and sold baseless legal solutions to desperate parents in custody battles. Multiple figures we've covered in the past will make an appearance along the way, including Alpalis Sliman, Danielle Stella, Jessica Prim, and Cynthia Absug. This is Bonnie and Clyde and La Résistance plus brainworms. And we're gonna get deep into it with Will Sommer, the man who just published a massive two-part article uncovering this entire story. But before all that... QAnon News. First up, uh, the big news this week, uh, QAnon follower Marjorie Taylor Greene wins runoff election. Wow. So big congrats to her and her entire team. Uh, (laughs) No, not the takeaway. (laughs) (laughs) On Tuesday, Greene beat out her Republican opponent, John Cowan, in Georgia's 14th district by getting uh, over 43,000 votes or 57.2% of the total vote. So she she won handily. She uh, she did well. She beat Man Cow. Incredible. So she's going to proceed to the general election where uh, she will almost certainly win there as well. So just a reminder, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, through some of 2017 and all of 2018, was an open and proud QAnon follower. In fact, videos recently uncovered by Media Matters drive home just how far down the rabbit hole she was. In a 2018 American Priority Conference live stream, Green promoted the baseless idea that the criminal gang MS-13 was responsible for the death of Seth Rich. MS-13, everyone. Under Obama came MS-13. There's a lot to that. You have to understand. There's, they, have very good, they had very good relationships with MS-13. MS-13 was basically like, they were the, kind of the henchmen <laughs> of the Obama administration. Yeah. They did a lot of the dirty work. Seth Rich. Seth Rich was murdered by two MS-13 gang members. That's what I mean by dirty work, okay? Never verified. That was never verified, never contained in one report. Yeah. Now, where did she get the crazy idea that MS-13 was a private hit squad for the Democratic Party and was, uh, you know, went out and assassinated Seth Rich? And also are dressed in, like, black and white striped pajamas and are called, like, (laughs) goons or Daffy Duck or something. (laughs) Well, she got that idea from QDrop85, which was posted all the way back on November 4th, 2017, which pushed the exact same theory. Green also promoted the idea that there was a secret 16-year plan to destroy America, which would have been completed if Hillary was elected. Now, they had a plan. They had a plan. This wasn't an eight-year plan. The radical transformation of America was not an eight-year plan. It was a 16-year plan. And the plan, the second half of the 16 years, the next eight years, was supposed to happen under Hillary Clinton. Now, she got that idea from QDrop 570, which was posted in January of 2018. So yeah, all I, this stuff, she's majorly acute-pilled. She's reading the drop. She's in the oh, community. Yeah. yeah, and she this is the new her. Like, she has her, her she's looking better, her hair, she's in shape. She's, uh, uh, you know, at this American priority kind of uh, pre-conference thing. This is definitely her representing herself politically. And Absolutely. And these are just copy-pastes of QDrops. Yeah, yeah. Great. She also promoted the idea that the plane crash that killed JFK Jr. wasn't just a tragic accident, but was rather the product of Hillary Clinton, who apparently murdered JFK Jr. in an attempt to get the uh, Senate seat in New York. So she has to run for Senate, right? So she runs for Senate in New York City. Okay, so she becomes senator um, in New York City. And yes, I could dive into... uh, Kennedy getting killed in the plane crash because isn't it interesting that he had announced he was going to run for Senate just before he died in a mysterious plane crash. But anyway, so that's another one of those um, Clinton murders, right? (laughs) Right. I love it. I love it. At the the beginning, she's like, well, I could get into JFK. 
you know, isn't it interesting? Actually, know. you know that I he know. was running for Senate. Mm. You know, right when his his plane mysteriously—it wasn't mystery. You've looked into this, right? It was like mechanical failure. No, well no, no. It, was, it was a result of a pilot error. Unfortunately, pilot error. Uh, JFK Jr. did not have a lot of experience fl- flying that plane at night. The conditions were hazy. It was a tragic accident. Yeah, fair enough. But mm. and, but then she but then she's like, by the end of it, she's like, yeah, just another one of those Clinton murders. I, yeah, it's just amazing. In the breath of like thirty seconds, she goes from like, ah, I won't get into this to like Hillary. <laughs> Clinton is a murderer. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, it's just there's no self-restraint. It's uh delicious. <laughs> delicious and nutritious. President Trump took to Twitter to praise uh, her victory. Congratulations to future Republican star Marjorie Taylor Greene on her big congressional primary win in Georgia against a very tough and smart opponent. Her victory prompted the very first uh, denouncement of QAnon from a sitting congressman. That was uh, Adam Kingsinger, the Republican representative from Illinois' 16th district. He said this. QAnon is a fabrication. This insider has predicted so much incorrectly, but people don't remember past predictions, so now has switched to vague generalities. Could be Russian propaganda or a basement dweller. Regardless, no place in Congress for these conspiracies. Sure. That comment from Kitzinger inspired Matt Wolking, the deputy director of communications for the Trump campaign, to fire back at him. Matt Wolking tweeted this. When will Representative Kinzinger condemn the Steele dossier fabrications and conspiracy theories pushed by Democrats? That actually was Russian propaganda. Now, this, I thought, was a really weird development because here we have a congressman going after an incoming congressman for for basically promoting QAnon. And the response from the Trump campaign is to go after the guy attacking QAnon. Like, they haven't denounced QAnon, but they have attacked someone who denounced QAnon. So they've denounced the denouncers. They denounced the denouncer. It's, it's so obvious, like, where their loyalties lie. Like, they're, like their whole message is, like, like, if you say a bad thing, you know, about a fierce Trump ally, which Green is supposed to be, then we'll go after you, even if it's in the context of denouncing, like, QAnon. I mean, yeah. it's it's so obvious, like Trump is like, tr- at least the team Trump, they are really on team QAnon. They will they will protect yeah, QAnon they, they, they from will. attacks. They, they don't want well, them. They, they just want the, the election to come and go. Yeah, they I don't, don't want don't them to lose hope because yeah. I think maybe they've got internal data. They need ballots, that, that, basically. That QAnon is probably a lot probably a lot bigger than we think it is and enough of a enough of a meaningful part of the uh, voter constituency uh, that they're like oh we actually can't turn these guys off because that's actually a, a, a big part of our base yeah so really you just tacitly endorse QAnon while you clear out the US mail service <laughs> and then next step uh, democracy stronger I think a stronger country a union more awake. Congressman Denver Riggleman also condemned QAnon. Come on. (laughs) Riggleman said this. If she's the future of the Republican Party, we're in trouble. (laughs) QAnon is the mental gonorrhea of conspiracy theories. It's disgusting, and you want to get rid of it as fast as possible. I know, because I've had gonorrhea. I've had it twice. Marjorie Taylor Greene's typical strategy for dealing with scrutiny about her QAnon beliefs has been to deflect an attack. Hell yeah, she's good at attacking. I have to, I have to. She's pure aggressive energy. Yeah, she's just yeah, yeah. No self reflection, no defense, just attack, attack, attack. She, I mean, she, yeah, she could give a good run to the rest of Congress, uh, just like you know, in a competition to be the angriest Congress person, just the most yeah. forceful and and kind of uh, uh, I guess like violent of word. You know, maybe Trump will pick her as his as his running mate in. Oh uh, my god! In twenty in twenty twenty. I mean, that would even, be a uh, don't even big. Again, to I can't believe you just said that, and now it's gonna be it's gonna happen. I think that would be a slam dunk. God damn it. Uh, I oh, really? think that re- replace JFK oh. Jr. as the running mate. Yeah, can you imagine, dude? Pence is too stale. Like he's too oh. he's too. He, no, but no, they would. He would never trade the QAnon constituency for the evangelical constituency. Pence, his only role is to make sure that those people go to the ballot box on that day. That's, that's it. True. You keep him around for four years, get whatever you want. If Pence. it were up to Trump, he'd have two vice presidents. He'd be like, well, in my company, I have to, I have a hundred. Presidency. Well, he kind of does. He just hired all his kids for like random roles that don't exist. Like, just, basically, he was like, "Hey, I, I'm pretty sure it's just whoever's in the room, you know." And that's it. And he's right because there is no rule. 
<laughs> Not really. It was yeah. just we all kind of agreed that would be kind of gauche. After Green won her runoff election, however, she changed her tune about QAnon. In an interview with Fox News, she finally distanced herself from the conspiracy theory movement. She says that she did follow Q until she chose a different path by running for Congress. Yeah. And um, I had read about a lot of things. Um, I had posted, talked about, uh, talked about on video things that I had had seen on Q. But really, really what made me change my mind is um, as a person that's worked hard all my life, I decided I chose a different path. And that's where I came to the place where I decided to run for Congress because I was so disappointed in seeing Congress fail to do these things that they should be doing for the American people. It's a brilliant response because what it does is it frames QAnon as a thing that you can pursue. I did, just didn't, I didn't, you know what, I, I, it wasn't that I changed my mind and thought that QAnon was bad, it was just that my path was not to be a baker and make QAnon videos, my path was to run for Congress. She's, it's just, a very, she's just saying, listen, at the point at which the mysticism was no longer useful, for my plan, yes, it was jettisoned in favor of yeah. you know yes. kind of more hard-edged <laughs> fascism. Yeah, and guess what? I'm feeling better. <laughs> I am the best person I've ever been. Happier, better, <laughs> more productive. Able to bench press all three hosts of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's basically saying like I, I was in the QAnon until I realized that promoting these theories might interfere with my lust for power. Yeah, exactly. I am. I listen. I want my boots licked, okay? <laughs> QAnon or no? Yeah, she's like, some people, you know, like to stay at home. Other people like to run for Congress. The thing is, if you want to stay at home, QAnon is a great avenue for that. That's right. But if you want to run for Congress and, you know, up your yeah. power level a little bit, you got to shed some of the magic. Green says that one of the things that made her turn away from QAnon was the fact that Q said that the midterms were safe. But the Democrats wound up taking the House in 2018. I think, um, you know, the the Russian collusion conspiracy theory that we have heard uh, the media just espouse 24-7 for the past over three and a half years now, um, that was that was what was intriguing to me and um, led me to, to read a whole bunch of stuff like that and talk about it, post about it, and um, put videos out about it. Um, and, and so that, that was a lot of what I thought was important. Um, but then the midterms, you know, it was the midterms are safe, the midterms weren't safe and Republicans lost control of the House. And now we have just seen um, nonstop divisiveness in Congress. She looks so uncomfortable here. Yeah, yeah, this is this I think hurts her in in some way deep down maybe. She, no, I think she just feels a bit like she's inconvenienced that she has to do this stop on her media like tour, right, you know what I mean? Like it's kind right. of like Okay, I'll do like the, the 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 charity gala where I can't do blue jokes, you know? Right. Like there's that she's like, I'm bigger than this. She, why is she in the constitutional trailer on Fox News Digital? She's like, I know what kind of a queen I am. This is exactly. not where I should be. Well, and also this is a shitty, I mean, this is a shitty part of the interview for her because she has to sort of like acknowledge yeah, her QAnon. Acknowledge- be on the defense and like talk about how it was wrong and how I've grown. It's just, it just pains her physically. But why do they have like a weird like Kickstarter entrepreneur music thing going on in the background to make it less creepy that she's just in a weird box? I don't yeah, know. Fucking, fucking talking about QAnon again? again? Why is everybody she's in, in a, a shed house? Shed this house. is absolutely she shed house. Oh boy. By the way, she her, her claim that she was like she started to turn away from QAnon because of that misprediction in the midterms is kind of interesting considering mm. that there is evidence that she continued to be very much part of the QAnon community in December of 2018 after that election. Yeah, so, and in 2019, she was tweeting about QAnon positively still. Yeah, so this is all it's bullshit. It's a lie. It's just fucking yeah, it's like, bullshit. It's like, I mean, like, she's just saying, she's basically very much encouraging people that are disappointed with some of the things that Q is getting wrong to simply run for Congress and or mobilize. She is really looking for true mobilization. Boots on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, there's really no denouncement here. Here's what she I think she's doing is that she's trying to um she doesn't want to suffer the same fate as uh, uh Steve King, the uh you know the uh, open, you know, white supremacist uh congressman from Iowa who Oh, what's that fate? Just just continually stay in Congress. Right, 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 right. For not, most not for most of his career he was doing just fine, but at the end of his congressional career he oh. was taken off of uh, uh uh committees and stuff. He was kind sure. of he was kind of isolated in the house. It, yeah, there's they like took, a, they took his pins and ribbons away. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Aw, Steve, is he still very, very rich? Yeah, he's still okay. doing great. Fantastic. 
For my next story, Trump has asked the Q, but doesn't answer the Q. So a longtime fantasy of the QAnon community is that Trump will publicly confirm QAnon when asked directly about it by a reporter. This belief stems from a June 2018 Q drop that says this. We are waiting for a reporter to ask the ultimate question. What are they waiting for? They can end this at any time simply by asking POTUS, right? We may have to force this one. Q. This belief has caused members of the QAnon community to demand for reporters to ask Trump about QAnon. For example, here's what one QAnon follower said. None of you journalists dares to ask POTUS this one single question. The media could end the whole thing within a second. The Q movement would end overnight. Yet you cowards are too afraid to ask him because you're afraid of the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and the QAnon movement has ended. Right. That theory was finally put to the test when a reporter asked Trump about QAnon in relation to the nomination of Marjorie Taylor Greene. But rather than answering the question directly, Trump deflected and moved on to another reporter question. Uh, You congratulated Marjorie Taylor Greene in a tweet. You called her a future Republican star. Um, Greene has been a proponent of the QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, She said it's something that would be worth listening to. Um, Do you agree with her on that? Well, she did very well in the election. She won by a lot. She was very popular. Uh, She comes from a great state. And she had a tremendous victory, so absolutely, I did congratulate her. Please, go ahead. We have QAnon and her decision to embrace that that conspiracy theory. Do you agree with her on that? That was the question? Go ahead, please. I just wanted to ask you uh, what ails your brother Robert and— Wow, so he absolutely sidestepped. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows exactly— We know he knows because that was— exactly what's going on. That wasn't just a bumble. That was a purposeful, you know— I mean, he heard her do the follow-up and was like, next, shut up, not you again. Yeah. Yeah. And and what— and. And look, and also notice how he he um, emphasizes absolutely because that is already what the anons, at least the ones that I've started seeing on Twitter, starting yes, yes. to take away. Is yes, they've saying, tried to change the subject of the sentence. Exactly. They're trying to modify grammar to their liking so that their fantasy. Yeah, they were saying he, instead of disappearing overnight as they fucking promised. Yeah, right. Yeah. You cowards. Yeah, because they'll say yeah they said they say that he said absolutely. Congratulate her. Absolutely, you, you I know, congratulated her. He yeah. doesn't even take. There's no beat between those two. There's yeah. the the placement of the comma in the transcript is the is a bigger mistake than the interpretation. Yeah. But he knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, I mean, he just doesn't want to answer. He it. just doesn't want to answer. He's just being informed. If you are asked a question about QAnon, change the subject. Change the subject. Done. I congratulate her. She comes from Georgia. Absolutely, she's great state. she won. Absolutely, she's she won. great. Absolutely. Very popular. I, I, absolutely, I congratulated Next her. Next, and then she's like, I asked about QAnon, and he's like. No, I already called on a different child. Sit down. In some weird way, I'm kind of with the Anons on this. Like, oh God. if you're going to ask the Q, mm-hmm. you just have to flat out, Mr. Trump, is QAnon real? Uh, That's it. That's not a good wow. question. It's like, so well, you but, just you just, just showed okay. Well, well, but but let's let's talk is about Q-Anon this. Is QAnon real? Is is absurd, Jake? That's not because first of all, he, he he's not the arbiter of realness or not. It's, yeah, right. It doesn't make sense. Okay, man. maybe that's not the right question. Yeah, but the like, thing is that is, you're you're is, operating from the anon mindset where they yeah, think that yeah, when, yeah. when Trump says something, he speaks reality into yes. existence. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> How about this though, Travis? Here, here here's uh, just just for just for the purpose of discussion, mm-hmm. is there a way <laughs> to ask where Trump would have to address because in this situation it's presented as part of this thing with Margie Taylor Green believes in this like where you do you, are you also like there is a way to ask where Trump would have to address I don't know with a gun pointed to his head I mean I, I, I guess that's all I'm, I'm not really siding with the I, I guess okay I, I'm not siding not with the anons I'm just really saying, like, siding with it no 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 I never but am. absolutely they're good people no I'm not and no, absolutely I never am. I'm just saying you congratulate them is there a way <laughs> is there a way that the question could be asked that that really could put this to rest that would put Trump in a place of really having to either stand by it or not or I, I, I don't know. No, I, I don't think there's a limit to Trump's ability to deflect and ignore and bullshit, yeah, regardless of how the question is phrased. I think I'm just spinning out of control because I was I was uh, I was talking to Travis earlier and it was like every time it seems like, you know, the people are going to sort of give up and maybe get like black pilled is like, you know, the best result. They realize like Q is, you know, kind of full of bullshit. It's just like it finds it's it finds a way to regrow another limb. Even if Trump said Oh, QAnon. Yes. 
that's real. <laughs> that still wouldn't answer anybody's question. Yeah, oh, because of course then people it's real. would be like, "Well, wait, what is his? Well, why did he do that? And like, yes, what does course. he mean by real? And like, which aspect? And then so you're into into another set of questions. And then you're like, why aren't they asking those questions? It's never gonna stop. You could you could chop this little fucker up. It's like a worm. All the pieces are gonna become sentient, and they're all gonna have their own split offs. It, it reminds me of the scene in uh, Army of Darkness, um, the evil the Evil Dead Three. Where uh, Ash like uh, gets into a fight with basically like a, a thousand little versions of himself, yes, like that come from like absolutely. shattered pieces of That's a mirror. That's it. No, and it's the brooms in Fantasia. That's QAnon. Like it's you think you're fucking taking care of the broom problem, but you're just making more brooms. Unsurprisingly, the fact that Trump punted on the question didn't dissuade the QAnon community. For example, here's what QAnon promoter Jordan Sather said. Oh my god! Of course, King of Brooms, <laughs> King of Brooms. <laughs> President Trump just had all the chance in the world to condemn QAnon right there at the White House podium, and he didn't. What does that tell you? See, he moved yeah. the fucking he moved the yeah. goalpost again. Yeah. He, he didn't said, "Oh, condemn he it. didn't condemn it." So it's like now that's about as satisfying for them as like if he said it was real. So if oh, he said it was man, real, or he didn't say it was real, it doesn't fucking matter. Sather. I think that's what I get so upset about yeah. is I, I think I'm getting to your level of upsetness at the <laughs> at the sort of complete just like a, yeah. a blinders to anything that makes like logical yeah. logical sense that's rooted in some kind of reality that feels familiar to me. I just feel like you're, I'm I feel lost. like Sandra Bullock yeah. and fucking gravity just fucking floating out into the middle of nowhere, no reference points for anything, like desperately grasping even a stupid fucking news story like this being like, oh, well, is there something that like he's uh, lost, they could he's ask lost. Him, that they could ask him to at least put an end to this one way or another? Because my brain is just like sick of living in two fucking different realities. See, he's he's just entered the valley of rationality, also known as the valley of death. It's the it's the one of the worst parts of I'm the journey. Very hot. It's good. Where you're attempting to actually <laughs> interpret it using your rational mind. Oh, yeah. It's very lonely. I mean, you lose. Yeah. yeah no one. No one really likes you. You, be, you come yeah. across as kind of a obnoxious and also it's very unsatisfying so welcome it, yeah it feels yeah. like it's like you're trying to breathe water or you man, know it doesn't make any sense you know what in canada once a, f a friend of mine convinced me to smoke salvia which is like <laughs> synthetic weed <laughs> no it's not synthetic weed and salvia divinorum is absolutely not what is i have no idea what it was it's a psychedelic but when i smoked it i was trapped in a um like a grid like I felt like I was yes. trapped in like a geometrical grid oh, yes. and could only move in like certain directions. Mm -hmm. And like I, I'm feeling a similar sort of sensation yeah, now. Yeah, you're sensing the machine elves at the edge of reality, slowly turning their little cranks. I also wanted to touch on some uh, Durham investigation news. FBI lawyer pleads guilty for altering an email as part of the Trump-Russia investigation. He made the smiley face an unsmiley face. <laughs> so I really want to touch on this because QAnon followers have been uh, eagerly awaiting the results of attorney John Durham's investigation into the origins of the Russia investigation. And just this past week, Durham made his first uh, prosecution as the FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith. Kleinsmith apparently doctored an email, so it said that former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page was not a source for the CIA, even though Page previously had a relationship with the agency. Relying on what Kleinsmith had said, the FBI ultimately did not disclose Page's relationship with the CIA as it applied to renew a warrant to monitor him as a possible agent of a foreign power. So wow, that's um, that's, this is something. This is it's not nothing. It's not. It, I mean, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't allege a conspiracy quite yet. That goes straight to the top. <sighs> uh, no, yeah, so bored. I know. Yeah, just just more more process crimes. Yeah, pretty. I, I love to just have all of this basically be like if you if you played a really bad RPG and all you did was like read the emails in people's terminals and all the lore and all the books you found in the world, you know, just right. that kind of like filler content. This feels yeah, like they, fucking filler. Yeah. They had this, they had, everyone's going to prosecute everyone for little things and yeah, everybody's had kind Carter of Page doing talking to stuff. two shady Russians. Yeah. Sure. They're like, here talking. he is. Let's like, let's get him. And they were like, oh, well, if we know that he had, con he might've had contact with shady Russians because of his work with the CIA, the uh, warrant might not go forward. So he, so he, yeah. Which is bad because, like, yeah, like, uh, I think, yeah, a FISA uh, surveillance power should be treated very, very delicately and they should disclose everything that's relevant when uh, applying for those.
For my next story, trial will proceed for a QAnon follower accused of kidnapping plot. A judge in Douglas County, Colorado says that there's enough evidence to proceed with the case for Cynthia Absug. Absug is accused of plotting a raid with other QAnon followers to kidnap her son. Yeah, I mean, she says raid. That's her word. Really, she was just going to basically break into a foster home yeah. to kidnap her child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well. calling it a raid. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's like you you're buying really into the action a, movie. You can't really shit. gamify yeah. kidnapping. <laughs> no, um, although this as would, much yeah, as you would like to, this would definitely be like a Metal Gear Solid. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, get yeah. into the foster home. That of course brings us to the main topic of this episode, which is uh, Will Sommer's really amazing two-part series that reveals that uh, Cynthia Absog's case is not an isolated incident. Cynthia Absug's case is part of a QAnon network that involves a few groups that provide worthless legal advice to parents who have lost custody of their children and harbor fugitives from the law. This network has allegedly encouraged and inspired other QAnon believers, especially parents, to commit crimes, including kidnapping. One key part of this network is called the Children's Crusade, which is led by Field McConnell, a former airline pilot who has reinvented himself as a QAnon YouTuber. Another group is the followers of QAnon promoter Timothy Charles Holmseth, Holmseth claims to be the head of the Pentagon Pedophile Task Force. <laughs> now, this is an entirely fictional Defense Department operation. That's not true. Jake has written multiple stories about similar, if not exactly this. Uh, yeah, it's the PPTF, baby. <laughs> these guys, they've been I'm around. I'm pretty sure these are all anim animals uh, that have human features and different uh, styles of weapons. Yeah. I'm almost certain. Yeah. Didn't you, don't you listen to the show? They live in the sewer. <laughs> don't you listen to the fucking show, Travis? One person inspired by Holmesmith was Alpalus Slyman, who led police on a 100-mile-an-hour car chase with his five children in the vehicle. One you thing to remember. note here is that I didn't know this, but in the story it's revealed that Alpalus basically uh, uh, his wife and daughter launched themselves out of the car at one point yeah. to escape him. And then he still kept getting chased by the cops until finally they blew out four of his tires and he kept going, yep. and then he fucking crashed his van. He was a determined man, an absolute uh, beast. And you know what? They, 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 the, the, the mother and the daughter. They decided he was so obsessed with QAnon. They decided to basically pretend to be part of the deep state cabal. So they started like telling him that to make him scared, to make him stop. And in the process, they tumbled out. But at that point, he was already basically heard like accusing them of being part of the cabal and the deep state and shit. So just. Really like a person erasing themselves due to this uh, ideology. Just just destroying their whole fucking life. Still another group involved in this ring is the fringe legal theorists Chris Hallett and Kirk Pendergrass. Hallett and Pendergrass run an organization called E-Clause. And this is a Florida-based legal outfit that advocates for bizarre and useless legal tactics that sound a lot like those used by sovereign citizens. It stands for emoluments clause. Hallett has claimed that Trump inspired him to create E-Clause. Yeah. <laughs> Neither Hallett, who lives in Florida, nor Pendergrass, who lives in Idaho, are registered attorneys in their states, nor do they appear to have legal degrees. No, of course not. But uh, they still solicit donations to fund E-Clause. It teaches you to do stuff like, you know, be like, I am Sarah, daughter of yeah. myself on this land. And then it's like basically shit you say while you get arrested. Right. There's no there's no <laughs> real effect other than that's the stuff you're saying while they arrest you. The legal <laughs> tactics of E-Clause appear to have universally failed to sway judges <laughs> at either the federal or the state level. <laughs> no shit. When Hallett's own child custody case was ruled on in January, a baffled federal judge called Hallett's filings rambling and patently frivolous. That judge also said that Hallett believed Trump wanted him to create a private legal system alternative. I mean, that literally is what MAGA America will become, you know? It's, <laughs> we're not, we have to enter the MAGA autonomous zone. The opinion in Hallett's case said this. The court declines to entertain the plaintiff's fantasy that he is acting at the behest of the president. In the case of Cynthia Absug, she dove straight into the world of QAnon after losing custody of her son. She became a YouTube star in the QAnon community by appealing to people who believe that children who have been put in foster care have in fact been kidnapped so a cabal that controls the world can sexually abuse them and drink their blood in satanic rituals. Yeah, normal. In an August 2019 episode of McConnell's YouTube show, he warned Absog not to get a lawyer to fight for custody of her son. Instead, McConnell said he would just tell 
Donald and Melania Trump about her case. In mid-September, McConnell's group dispatched Ryan Wilson, a QAnon supporter from Arkansas, to protect Absug from what she and her fans increasingly saw as a deep state attempt to destroy her. Absug described Wilson as a trained sniper, mm -hmm. and Absug's <laughs> daughter told police that Wilson was armed. Absug began to only leave her home for meetings with other QAnon believers, and Wilson went with her everywhere. Absug bought a gun and made plans to train at a shooting range. How is this different than all of our corona experiences? <laughs> this is exactly the same thing that's happening to me. Wilson and Absug allegedly began planning what they described as a raid, which consisted of an alleged attack on the foster home where Absug's son was living. The QAnon believers said that they learned the address of the foster home and described the people running the home as, quote, evil Satan worshippers and pedophiles. Oh, I just imagined the beginning of this round in Rainbow Six where it's all just children on the inside trying to barricade the walls. <laughs> Meanwhile, the tack team is coming right. down from the roof. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Peda Wars. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I hate playing as the children. They can't even reach the windows. Absug's YouTube appearances won her another supporter, Joseph Ramos a Colorado medical student who became a sort of assistant to Absug after seeing her case on McConnell's show. Yeah, we're is... going to have to ask Will about this because this sounds, this is bizarre. This sounds I don't know. Special. If I, if you, it seems like if you're in medical school, at yeah. least you have a plan for your life. You're going somewhere. You I know? think there's yeah. only one thing that could get you off uh, the path to medical school, and that is incredibly kinky sex <laughs> with a QAnon supporter who takes you on the lamb and shows you a good time. Absug's daughter eventually alerted police about the raid, but before they could execute an arrest warrant on Absug, she fled the state with Ramos and Wilson in tow on September 27th. Absug, Ramos, and Wilson. I mean, this is, it's a fucking movie now. It's no, like, it's, oh, the cast is assembled. We've got the sniper. Right, we've got this, the, young, the young twink that it's she a road comedy peeled now. away from yeah. medical school. <laughs> and the crazy. Yeah, we've got your, you, you know, the we've got your her, Ellen, your her Ellen Ripley daughter. heroine, you know. Oh, God, what a nightmare trying to plot to like take back her son. I mean, what a life. Kind of exciting though. Honestly, I take it back. My corona is not as cool as this. This is really cool. This is Bonnie and Clyde shit. Absug, Ramos, and Wilson showed up at the front door at the home of Field McConnell in Plum City, Wisconsin, much to his surprise. Mm -hmm. They stayed with McConnell, but while at a store in Plum City, Absug and Ramos received a call from McConnell warning them that law enforcement officials had shown up at his house. Yo, uh, I know I told you you could stay on my couch tonight, but the cops are looking for you, dude. Sorry. <laughs> Ramos speculated that the call might have just been a scheme by McConnell to get them to leave his house, but they fled anyway. See, but that's the LARP, right? It's like you want to follow the best story, the best logic. Mm. The best next step for this story is that that call was real. Yeah. And so they respect it. They respect the narrative. Yeah, they respect the plot. Like, it's a better... They know yeah. it's boring, and they know it sends them home with no children. <laughs> <laughs> After leaving Plum City, Absug and Ramos moved in with a Children's Crusade supporter in the small town of Osceola, Wisconsin. Yeah, so they're just, like, going through the network to yeah, the different just, safe houses. Yeah, they're just a huge network with lots of, like, safe houses that they can just go to. Yeah. Damn. I love this. I, I can't stop making Ubisoft game references, but she's unlocking the map. <laughs> <laughs> Then, as Children's Crusade members continued to promise to win custody back for Absug, she and Ramos traveled to stay with another McConnell ally in Northern Virginia. She's just tr all over yeah. the country now. Well, she's, a, she's kind of a badass fugitive. While they were on the run, Ramos claims the Children's Crusade network wired him and Absug at least $7,500. The pair was visited intermittently by various McConnell allies. Sometimes they'd be met by Wilson or Juan O. Savin, a McConnell ally who some Children's Crusade fans believe is secretly John F. Kennedy Jr. in disguise. This is fucking outrageous. This is a Vincent F a Fuchsia, uh, 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 apparently imposter, apparently I guess competitor. So. Competitor, competitor, yeah. yeah. We'll have to put them side by side in like a blurry JPEG to determine. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to stage two children's birthday parties. When at the end of 2020, at the end of 2020, we're going to make all the different JFK Jr. pretenders compete in a fight to the death on the White House lawn. <laughs> Along the way, Absug and Ramos stayed in motel rooms they could pay for with cash and worried about being pulled over by a state trooper who could discover that Absug was wanted on a warrant. As the weeks passed, Absug became fed up with the Children's Crusade lack of progress on her legal case. On October 23rd, having seen no action from the Children's Crusade, they drove to Ocala, Florida, where E-Claw's chief Christopher Hallett works. 
But eventually, Absa grew disillusioned with Hallett too. So in early November of 2019, she and Ramos drove to the small town of Dumas, Arkansas, to see Children's Crusade board member Sarah Dunklin. Dunklin is described in Arkansas family court records as Wilson's girlfriend. So she's having sex with the sniper. With the sniper. So that's why I think the sniper's not having sex with Absug, unless mm. this is just like a free for all. But I'm almost certain Absug just has her boy Ramos, who's been servicing her from the beginning ever since he quit law school uh, or medical, law, or medical school. school. Right. Sorry. Well, you know, one of the two things that your particular mom would be proud of you for. Correct. <laughs> Unlike many of McConnell's associates, Dunklin does have political connections. She's the county GOP chair in Desha County, Arkansas, and was appointed to a USDA committee by U.S. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. Dunklin's belief in QAnon has played into her own custody fight with her ex-husband over their daughter. Dunklin has filed bizarre, sovereign citizen-style documents describing herself as a, quote, woman by the calling of Sarah. Oh, God, <laughs> it rules. Dunklin also sent rambling emails to her ex-husband's attorney and her former mother-in-law about QAnon, McConnell, and Holmseth, who is himself wanted on a warrant for allegedly violating a restraining order. (laughs) Nice. Everybody's wanted. All criminals. That's right. And that's because the deep state is targeting them. Obviously, they've never done a bad bad thing in their lives. Dunklin has claimed that her daughter is surveilled at all times by a U.S. Space Force ship Mm -hmm. with an invisibility cloak. Ah and said the day she received her children's crusade position was one of her proudest. Uh-huh. In July, a disheveled Dunklin appeared at family court, clutching a dirty piece of women's clothing and frightening a court employee who worried Dunklin might attack her, according to a sworn affidavit from a court clerk. Okay, I can't even joke on it. This is just de- depressing. Yeah. Clutching a dirty piece of women's clothing? Dunklin- scaring the people in the court? It's This is so is fucking weird. grim, I mean, man. She's- Unstable. This is, yeah, this is just bad. Dunklin wrote this in an email to her ex-husband's attorney. Are you aware that Q is a military intelligence information dissemination program aimed at defeating the deep state of which President Trump continually speaks? Are you aware that President Trump retweeted Q followers 20 times in one day? Again, what for us is the alarming news is for them the proof they're right. I mean, the same data, it just doesn't matter anymore. It's all about the interpretation of it. The judge in Dunklin's case called Dunklin's emails very disturbing and almost (laughs) manic. Uh Uh-huh, almost. In July, Dunklin passed a court-ordered psychological evaluation, but that evaluation was administered by another QAnon believer and Children's Crusade supporter. What, uh, what the fuck? How does this work? This rules. This so is, if they have a big enough network, they can find, yeah, QAnon lawyer, oh. QAnon doctor, QAnon legal cop. assistant, QAnon cop, QAnon harem of young QAnon men. QAnon senator. Absog is not the only fugitive QAnon believer who received support from the Children's Crusade. The group is also tied to the mysterious flight of Danielle Stella, a one-time Minnesota Republican congressional candidate and QAnon follower who unsuccessfully ran for the seat held by Representative Ilhan Omar. Stella's campaign was derailed after The Guardian reported in July of 2019 that she was wanted on a warrant for allegedly shoplifting more than $2,300 worth of goods from Target. Come on, stand proud. That's a good Target haul, I mean, by the way. You can get a, a lot of shit you can for $2,300. a lot bucks. of shit yeah. for $2,300. That's what Target. I'm saying. Yeah. She should be running YouTubes on how to do this. Rather than face the warrant, Stella traveled to a motel in Osceola, Wisconsin, the same town which Absug and Ramos had fled to after leaving McConnell's house oh and the hometown of yet another McConnell associate named Michael Olson, who believes God ordered him to help McConnell. Just That's just, just a nightmare. That so she's hiding out at this motel as well. So they don't just protect, yeah, they protect people who also just do little crimes, little petty crime, and then you run. Interesting. Stella's stay in the hotel was paid for at least partially by Dunklin, the motel's manager told police. On the afternoon of February 16th, a tipster warned the Osceola Police Department that Stella was being held in the motel against her will. Mm. An officer arrived and, based on the tip, asks Stella about her ties to the Children's Crusade. The report in that case says this. She said that she has heard of QAnon and that she was slightly involved with the Children's (laughs) Crusade movement until she determined that they do not help children. Oh. A series of strange events ensued. Stella claimed to police that McConnell's friend Olson had somehow accessed her room. (laughs) Later that (laughs) night, another officer was called to the motel over reports of people demanding information on Stella. A woman who identified herself as a friend of Dunklin arrived at the motel and demanded to know Stella's room number. 
Later, the same woman called 911 and gave a different name. When a police officer asked why she was using an alias, she said she did it so, quote, nothing would be traced back to her. She's just oh, hey, LARPing, LARPing hey, spy. Are you a fr- friend of Stella? Oh, I'm looking for the QAnon meeting. Oh, yeah, it's right through there. <laughs> The Osceola Police Department ultimately decided there was no proof Stella was being held against her will. Stella denied any association with McConnell or the Children's Crusade. By mid-November, both Absog and Ramos were sick of living in a partially burned-out motel by the Arkansas River and became convinced that the Children's Crusade was stringing them along. They had also heard stories of federal agents discovering the homes that they had stayed at earlier in their journey. So their feds are on their tail, basically. Yeah. Incredible. Ramos claims the QAnon group provided Absug with a bogus diplomatic immunity passport yes. <laughs> for fleeing for fleeing to the Dominican Republic and urged him to buy a fake passport at a flea market. Yeah, man, you know that. Yeah, yeah, the the, the flea market with the, yeah, the, the passport stand. You yeah, know. you go to the illegal counterfeit guy. passports. Yeah, the guy, <laughs> the guy with a robot arm. Hey, over this way. It's like a, everything is a fucking Simpsons it's a, episode. Yeah, it's don't. like it's like it's like hey, you need a fake passport? Psst, over here. It's, yeah, it's like, that's right. Ramos's medical school eventually filed a missing report on him. <laughs> Christ. Tired of living in Arkansas and receiving no actual legal help from the Children's Crusade, uh, the pair traveled to Kalispell, Montana, apparently to meet another contact. On December 30th, Kalispell police and FBI agents with guns drawn pulled Absug and Ramos out of a car and arrested Absug. It's like a Coen Brothers movie. It yeah, has that yeah, it dark but hilarious plotting forward you know everything's gonna be so bad yeah. you sense it's not gonna end yeah, well it's, it's like fargo kind of it is there's With just less death there's just this persistent sense of dread and it amusement is. at the yeah. same time yeah the soundtrack to our podcast fits this story this, and, uh, yeah. and there's also an element of um people who are imbeciles uh, <laughs> acting completely confident yeah. that what they're doing is like gonna work yeah not, not just that but they're like representing the 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 specialty like they're they're an expert in their field and they're like federally employed you know but it's none of it's true yeah after absog was hit with her conspiracy to commit kidnapping charge she attempted to file a petition for habeas corpus using some strange legal tactics popular with her associates but a federal judge rejected the filing and called it frivolous oh, these judges keep using the word frivolous <laughs> Back in Arkansas, Dunklin also had her child custody case completely derailed by her ties to QAnon and the Children's Crusade. Despite that, she has not given up on QAnon. Dunklin wrote this in a recent email to her ex-husband's attorney. Q represents a mainstream political and religious view, which we all have the freedom to choose in this country. I mean, yeah. she's not wrong. She's, yeah, not, she's wrong. not wrong. You can yeah. believe in a balloon. You, you, you can. You can. It's be more and more mainstream and... You, this is America. You can believe what you want. Yeah. If the other thing's not working for you, yeah. hell, <laughs> this. To here, do this here, thing which, have, which fucks you up in courts over and over again. A whole buffet. It's, I I don't understand. Like this idea is like I, I, I get that these parents, they're desperate. They're desperate for any solution. I understand that. Yeah. Um, but why do they turn to something that just fucks up? them and everyone in their network over and over again because travis there are people along the way that are encouraging it yeah including the president because it's true that if you don't kind of at least address like a kind of whole portion of grift developing in the country then on some level you're kind of enabling some of these sub grifters to say stuff like i'm one man away from trump and then you can manipulate people that are a bit emotionally uh, vulnerable or just want to buy into a kind of mlm style cult totally. america's full of those people too we've seen it right uh, so it's like i think it's really attractive uh, uh for for people but i think there's also a huge amount of exploitation of these women that that you know kind of making them believe that what these techniques are going to work and get them their kids back and they end up making it way worse they're they're charged with other crimes that they hadn't committed previously yeah, yeah. so they're being pushed to uh, uh basically make all the wrong decisions to get any kind of custody of their children right. not, not that i'm recommending they regain custody and, and you don't point. you don't really hear too many instances of people in situations like absug that go like you know what wait a minute this might actually end up in more charges like, oh, man, like evading the police or like breaking my kid out of protection. Like, but oh, man, I could actually thousands. get in trouble. But there's I thousands that get did. in trouble. 
Thousands definitely have refused. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you get pitched this E-clause thing. Let's say a thousand women get, get pitched this E-clause thing for yeah. the next step in, like, their custody battle. And then there's, like, ten of those that go with it. And then there's, like, three that follow through to the point where they're on the lam. Yeah. But, but that's the problem is it's going to constantly keep filtering through because these people are not being, like, disabled in any way. Yeah. If, in any, if anything, the system's reinforcing them right now heading into the, uh, definitely. Into the election. I mean, yeah, like they pointed out, like, uh, they said, like, you know, Trump retweeted QAnon. 20 times so how is it invalid yeah. there has to be something to it yeah the like water exactly. is endorsing it mm-hmm. the uh, water is so muddy that that people are getting stuck speaking of people getting stuck will sommer is the only person to attain what we call le triple which means he's appeared triple times on the podcast he's a reporter for the daily beast and author of the right richter newsletter about conservative media welcome back will Hey, thanks for having me. That is a great honor. I was surprised uh, uh, to see Jessica Prim in this really extended expose because she seemed kind of unrelated to this. And then, you know, she, she was, uh, for the listener, was the woman who drove across the country and ended up kind of arrested on a pier after having a panic attack and ranting to a, a police officer about all these conspiracy theories. And in, in your article, you wrote, Before her arrest, Prim had posted positively on Facebook about Holmseth's mole children claim. She claimed to be looking for the USNS Comfort, the Navy hospital ship docked in New York, that Holmseth's supporters have claimed is involved in the fictitious mole children rescue. So, I mean, we just went through a lot of the adventures that this network has been on, and we're going to be touching on that. But what the hell do mole children have to do with, like, Child Protective Services and all of this? Like, this is the mel- this is the melted part. Help me understand. Yeah, so Timothy Charles Holmseth was, if not the, I believe the creator, or at least a major promoter of this idea, this QAnon idea we saw kind of at the start of the pandemic, that the that all these thousands of mole children were being rescued from underground sex dungeons. And so Prim, uh, you know, had kind of driven across the country to, you know, get those mole children, save them potentially from this ship. She gets arrested. She goes to jail. And then what happens? Is she, has she, I mean, you said in the article she resurfaced? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it, 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 so many of these characters kind of are like, yeah. uh, like, like villains or like super, like, I think like a movie or something. And so she, yeah, so she gets released and I, I believe they, like, she gets out on bail. Um, and then she pops up at the White House filming herself saying, like, I need to talk to somebody about how Child Protective Services took my kid. Um, and these Secret Service people, as, you know, we've discussed before, uh, are just constantly baffled by QAnon people. So then she pops up at the White House, and it seems now like it has weighed more to do with child custody, which is which is really like Holmseth's specialty. So she did she come in through mole children and end up with his weird, uh, you know, opinions on Child Protective Services? It, it's a little unclear. I mean, it seems like possibly she came in from the Child Protective Services angle and then got into the mole children. Incredibly quickly. And then it moved her to to go try to, I guess, save the mole children. Because the first, I guess her first foray across country, what I'm surprised is that it didn't really involve her children in any way. It wasn't personalized. It was more like the cabal is doing awful stuff. I'm near the USNS Mercy, you know, that kind of stuff. So, well, yeah. And also there's, you know, when you're dealing with child protective services, I'm sure she imagined that there'd be a lot of paperwork, whereas rescuing the mole children, that's just an adventure you can go on. You don't have to fill anything out. (laughs) You should fill up the car, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) So there's also this kind of uh, fraudulent legal services company called E-Clause, and it plays a huge role in the story. You also mentioned the sovereign citizen movement. What do they have in common? Yeah. Yeah, so sovereign citizens are, um, you know, these are kind of the people you see in these YouTube videos saying, like, this is an admiralty court because, like, the flag has a golden fringe mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, <laughs> you have no authority over me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like, this has been a thing for decades now. And they, um, you know, they've killed a couple, of, like, law enforcement people. So E-Clause, which is short for Emoluments Clause. I mean, these people are, like, like kind of the mythology of E-Clause is just nuts. But it's, like, a sort of, I can't even say legal services because, like, no one involved in this is a lawyer. And in mm-hmm. fact, I think even if they got a law degree, would have some difficulty because of their criminal issues. <laughs> getting getting right. barred um and so they but i will say the head of e-clause is a notary which he does not let people forget <laughs> you know we saw in this neely blanchard kidnapping where she said she's this woman was a big e-clause fan in kentucky and she just delivered a letter saying like i reject your authority over you know cps's authority over my kids mm-hmm. um and so they sort of peddle these these kind of zany ideas and of course everyone involved in this has had their own child custody issues and basically, like, they team up with people like Field McConnell and Timothy Holmseth to kind of create these, like, arcs 
um, for these women. And then they kind of update their audiences and get a lot of donations. You mentioned Neely Blanchard, and it, she struck me as a, a big fan of E-Claws. C- can you tell me how she promotes the company in her life? <laughs> right. I mean, so Neely Blanchard, like, basically when this kidnapping first happened and it was tied to QAnon, and, you know, I, I think Travis is so on top of these QAnon crimes, so I probably saw it there. The Amber Alert said her... Uh, her, her license plate says E-Claws, and then she printed up E-Claws shirts for her kids. <laughs> just, so, yeah, this, <laughs> just great stuff. Yeah, so just kind of putting custody-related T-shirts on my children. Yes, these are, these are protective shirts, Julian. It's, it's not just a fringe yeah. legal theory. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, custodyhelp.com, and you're just on your kid. There are these activists who track these groups, and like whenever there's kind of a weird standoff, they're like, is this an E-Claws person? But I think in this case, it was really easy, because they said the license plate is yeah. E-Claws. <laughs> yeah, she gave it away. Uh, so yeah, it, it, honestly, when people talk about it, it sounds almost like they're talking about a cult with like a geography and a set of people that are controlling it. Like these E-Claws people, like you said. So do you think that there's something to that? Is this some, It strikes me as like a subsect of QAnon, where for the first time, the word sect encompasses it better perhaps than than uh, than other words yeah i mean certainly like you know they have these kind of characters and these like totems like it field mcconnell and timothy holmseth um and obviously they have their sort of uh you know their worldview which includes the idea that you can use these e-claws tactics um you know i sarah dunklin who's one of the the characters in this story she's filing all these cps she's sending these crazy emails to like judges and stuff and she's saying the fact that i'm like tied to timothy holmseth and field mcconnell like that is alone like a totem of my power and like did you know that there's only one man between timothy holmseth and donald trump and and, and, and i mean there really are all these sort of characters yeah which i loved i think one of my favorite definitely was field mcconnell and his project mcconnell's veterans ranch so if he gets what he wants can you just just take us on a tour will you know we're at the entrance of the ranch i want you to tell me what are we what are we seeing in this ranch right well first of all um the first thing you probably greeted at the gate by the medical director a uh chiropractor named dr good vibes He has been. He, this is a real guy, and he he's he he loves doing karaoke with Field McConnell, and they uh-huh. um and he wears like a pink wig sometimes, and so he probably shows you around. I mean, it's a very weird situation because like it's just like I don't know. We'll just have this ranch and like veterans and unaccompanied children live there. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it would be an issue to house people with like permanent trauma and PTSD next to other people with permanent trauma and PTSD for vastly different reasons, neither of which are able to help each other yeah. uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> this is like a Gary Larson cartoon. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's- well, I mean, just the idea of... I'm sure what what people like veterans with PTSD, the first thing they want is a kid they have no connection to just like running around (laughs) at all times. Uh, Well, I mean, it depends, I guess, if it's cute like a mole or if it's ugly like a child. No, no, no. It's not like a you can't. I don't think you can do like support children. I don't think it works like that. You can't like (laughs) you can't like slap a vest on them. Oh, (laughs) here's your own sexual abuse survivor for you to pet. So your PTSD goes down. (laughs) So one thing I want to bring up about the fundraising mechanisms behind the ranch um and I, I wasn't able to get this in the story but phil mcconnell is tens of thousands of dollars as of 2018 in tax debt mm. okay. and so he began selling um zimbabwean zims <laughs> yes! which oh. are a <laughs> this is what uh, they call yes. travis Yes, right. Yes, uh, Chief with. Police uh, uh, released in his Patreon. He claimed that I was arrested and sent to Gitmo, and I had Zim Bonds on my person when I was arrested. So it all connects. Yeah. <laughs> so he was selling these Zims, and so this is obviously similar to the Iraqi dinar, uh, mm-hmm. these kind of worthless, cur- worthless currencies. And Field was like, don't worry, everyone. When this all gets really valuable, that's how we'll fund the ranch. Um, and so to get people to buy Zims, he had a guy who was like, who called into his show pretending to be Jim Mattis. And so he'd be like, hey, Field, it's me, the general. Uh, my Zims have already appreciated. I'm rich now. Everyone should buy these. <laughs> oh, man, that rules. Just just have fake celebrities call in. Hey, this is actually Trump. Uh, <laughs> that's, you know, Jake, you were wondering what's really going to unlock all of this. 
they're just going to have like a fake video of Trump saying QAnon is real. I support all of this. And that'll be good for them. They yeah. don't even need the actual president to do anything. Yeah, that's just true. Deep fake just yourself. deep fake it. Deep fake yourself. We, sh- we into... should do it ourselves. That's exactly. <laughs> we can answer our own question. <laughs> uh, you know, God helps those who help themselves. Uh, all right. So now that we've uh, visited McConnell's Veterans Ranch, uh, a nightmare to come, uh, I wanted to talk about a point in the story where you say that Cynthia Absug developed a, quote, budding career as a QAnon star. This just worried me to no end, because is there a circuit now? Is this how far we've come? You can just do the circuit if you get big? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she went on um, she, she went on Patriot Soapbox. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, she went on, I, I believe, some like kind of Red Pill YouTube show with that in the name. I mean... She really like hit all the stops, and then that was sort of when I think she caught Field McConnell's eye, and he kind of had her become a character on his show. I mean, mm-hmm. it, all, all these people who just call into the show—it's kind of like like Howard Stern or something, where right. you just have like these people kind of like hanging out in the back, and then you kind of enter that universe. The whole thing actually kind of reeks of like professional wrestling or something. Like, there's a lot of kind of mm-hmm. showmanship, and you know, like you said, characters. It almost it does in that QAnon fashion, you know, between the movie and reality. Uh, really plays on that line. But I want to talk about a part of this story that I did not like. And that's that you, you were covering this man, Juan O. Savin. And you wrote, he's a McConnell ally who some Children's Crusades fans believe is secretly John F. Kennedy Jr. in disguise. So, dude, first of all, that's horrifying. Clearly an imposter. And uh, do you think Vincent Fusk is in danger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so as you say, this is not the first person who has claimed to be John F. Kennedy Jr. or allowed people to believe he is. Um, you know, this guy, it, it will yeah. not surprise you to learn Juan is not his, Juan O'Savin is not his real name. Um, mm. But I, I have not quite nailed down what his actual identity is. But again, this is a guy with a absolutely massive child custody case. Oh my God, wait, is his name like a a play like Juana saving the kids or like what what is the <laughs> Juana saving the kids <laughs> oh, oh my I, god I, I don't believe so but but yeah I mean he so the funny thing is he would call into Fields show and he would like they wouldn't show his face so you weren't you couldn't be like oh, that god. guy doesn't look anything like no one officially has seen what this guy looks like yeah. so that's what's so yeah, funny yeah. about it and so because i will say the guy in real life looks nothing like jfk jr just, i mean mm-hmm. not, but that didn't stop vincent fusca um but, no. but so this guy would call in and just sort of say like kind of like harvard yard and, stuff. Oh, and so people so were like that's him i'm on a i'm calling you from the yacht where i'm looking at my enormous penis i'm very <laughs> <Yes>. very bronzed <laughs> Uh, I love it. I can't wait. I want there to be like several, you know, I want there to be like a battle between them, like a feud between two JFK Jr. imposters. Dude, I would love that. I want Vincent Fusca to use the money he's mm-hmm. getting from selling merch to have reconstructive surgery <laughs> no. so that he can <laughs> no. actually become, That's true, actually. He God. could actually become Yeah, there's that JFK Russian girl Jr. who tried to look like Barbie. Yes. Like, what if he went real far, like reptile guy far, where he splits his tongue kind of level of self-mutilation? <laughs> well, that wouldn't do well for the QAnon folks, No, he then. wouldn't turn himself into a reptile. I just mean he would apply the same uh, extreme <laughs> tactics to become more JFK Jr.-like. Another fascinating figure in your story is Sarah Dunkley who set, uh, kind of heavily involved in uh, Children's Crusade, and she's also in a relationship with Ryan Wilson. Now, we got to follow along here, but he was the guy sent to protect Absug, and Absug claimed to her daughter that he was a trained sniper. Who was sent by who? Um, by the, the Children's Crusade to, to protect okay. her okay. so that she could uh, continue to plot um, breaking her son out of uh, a specific foster home. She never did this, thank God, but uh, they wanted to do that, the raid. But anyways, so so this sniper, quote unquote, uh, is also the boyfriend of the GOP chair in, in Desha County, Arkansas, and holds a position on the USDA committee. And then her dad also just narrowly lost his Senate primary. Have you noticed the GOP react in any way to being kind of somewhat implicated? Uh, first of all, no. I mean, I, I haven't seen any response from the GOP or the USDA who I asked about this and was like, hey, is this lady still like a political appointee? Uh, and, I, it, it, and frankly, mm-hmm. like, I mean, she is based on what we've seen from some of these court filings. I mean, she's basically mentally unhinged, uh, it seems. So the, the, you know, but, you know, she's still uh, she was a Trump 2016 delegate. And I mean, when Absa gets to her town, you know, she says basically like, I run this town, uh, you know, and, and it doesn't seem you know, it's a town of a couple thousand people. It seems sort of believable that, you know, she would have some in with law enforcement there. And so Danielle Stella was another familiar figure for us. She lost the Republican primary to oppose Ilhan Omar in Minnesota. 
And then she was wanted for shoplifting and seems to have gotten support from Children's Crusade to hide out in a motel in Osceola County, Florida. Uh, so does this network just cover for any like QAnon related criminals or do they have to be kind of women or I mean, there seems to be a focus on women. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, it, there certainly does seem to be a focus on women. I mean, on one hand, you know, although Timothy Holmseth is also currently a fugitive um, and <laughs> they're putting him up somewhere. Right. So, I mean, uh, but at the same time, yeah, Danielle Stella, her, her, yeah, her this is like torrent. Manager. This is like a fucking, this is like yeah. a torrent. It's a torrent. It's decentralized. You cannot actually delete the file because it's being hosted like in multiple different locations and it's constantly shifting. Yeah. Nightmare. That's a good way of explaining fucking it. Fucking nightmare. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing about Danielle Stella, I mean, you talk about these things kind of pinging and this didn't make it in the story either, but she at one point was telling the police that she had gone to Arkansas um, which, like, hint, hint, probably to see Sarah Dunklin as part of some scheme. Um, and, mm. and so there's just all these, like, threads that kind of keep recurring. And, and, of course, Osceola is where Dr. Good Vibes lives. So, like... <laughs> of course. There's just... Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, it just kind of recurs. And, by the way, the police report on... It's, like, an eight-page police report that's just updated every day that Danielle Stella does, does something crazy in this town. And, like, <laughs> some just, like, tiny little Wisconsin border town. And it's, like, I got called to the motel again. You know, there's some children's yeah. crusade nut screaming about Danielle Stella. Because someone said that she was being held there against her will. Then they showed up. They determined she probably wasn't held against her will. She also denied knowing the children's crusade people that were based out of Osceola. The whole thing is a mess. And it seems like it's part of a bigger network that's getting organized. At the same time, I can't help but like laugh at this because it's so absurd. And maybe that's what makes them more dangerous, if anything, is that it's so complex and just Byzantine and you know, patently insane that you kind of disconnect. But at the end of the day, these people are like, you know, they're they're committing crimes out there and taking children away from, uh, you know, the the let's say sometimes their own grandmothers who were assigned as as their uh, legal guardians. So, I mean, you know what? How should we assess the danger here? I mean, I think maybe it's the, the question is maybe is the Children's Crusade themselves dangerous, although certainly planning a raid on a foster home, uh, an armed raid is not great. Um, I, I think it's the larger takeaway is I think the concerning issue of QAnon followers becoming organized as a sort of violent or law-breaking group um, and creating these networks where, you know, it, that potentially they're able to, like, provide each other with support. I mean, obviously, in the past, we've seen we're used to, like, kind of lone wolf QAnon behavior. But if I mean, if they actually start teaming up and working together in the real world, um, I think it's something to be concerned about. Yeah, not just for that, providing support, providing safe houses, providing financial support, providing encouragement to engage in crimes, you know, is, yeah, is is something, is a lot, it's one thing when it's decentralized, where it's already weird, but when it starts performing these kinds of networks that support each other in their uh, criminal and sometimes dangerous activity, yeah, I agree, that's worrying. Not to mention they think they're about as noble as the actual Underground Railroad. You know, these people right. think that they're at the kind of crux of history and we're about to see a great awakening. Things are changing fast. We're fighting the deep state. I mean, they have a sense of urgency kind of built in. Mm. And so, Will, how was it? Uh, I mean, first of all, how did you start to write this story in the first place? And did you did you basically think you understood the story about eight or nine times like over where you're just, oh, fuck more. I This feels like one of those. It's a two part article. Very well written. I recommend everyone go check it out. But it's it's also so much. There's so much. It's like it's like a, t a tank tread of just rolling uh, uh, situations and people and structures and, and ideologies and stuff like that. So how did you get into this? And did this like steal a month of your life or something? Absolutely. Um, You, you know, basically, there are fortunately uh, maybe roughly a dozen activists who really track these people. Um, and, and I have to thank Alexandria Goddard, who, who's kind of the head of this group. Um, and a lot of it springs from the Children's Crusade harassment of Kim Picasso, who's a lawyer in Florida that Holmseth is obsessed with and, you know, just does all this insane stuff, field threatens her all the time. Um, and so basically these people have created a really fantastic catalog of videos of the Children's Crusade, of all this kind of stuff. And so, I mean, really, I they tipped me off to this. And just for months, you know, a crazy incident would happen. And then they would say, they would catalog. Because uh, another thing is all these people, these Children's Crusade people, often when they commit a crime or something, they live stream themselves. And so, like, that's a great resource um, in a way. You mentioned uh, 
you know, did, did I feel like, it, I mean, it just kept expanding, basically. Were you surprised to see characters you had seen from other stories, like, just kind of pop up suddenly? I mean, I was blown away how many names I recognized. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was just, it was like, oh, it's the mole children guy. <laughs> or, you know, reading a police report and it ties into something else. I mean, yeah. the amount of calls and just, like, DMs I had to have with people to be like, holy shit, like, this thing is completely different than what I thought it was. And it, it's a far bigger deal yeah. that I didn't realize. Seems like some of them were fucking. I don't. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I I, I think there's certainly um, a lot of speculation about that online <laughs> for people who have um, who have spent like a ton of time on this mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, that it, it is curious. I think um, like a lot of these people do do like just seemingly put their lives on hold to like become co-fugitives or something like mm -hmm. like the, the medical student who was with absug i mean he basically had no real reason to flee um except well like, other he than being an anyone. other than being a very tidy snack that you can put in your pocket when you're on the run well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's sort of this recurring thread where he keeps being like hey i need to go back to medical school <laughs> and, and so they're like don't worry so they give absug like this fake diplomatic immunity passport and then they say to him don't worry we'll get a doctor to write you a note saying that you have like a serious medical issue and can't go back to school and he was like oh i don't know about that and then he's like stuck in this motel in arkansas and then he hears the school has reported him as a missing person oh my <laughs> god like, oh i feel bad for this kid actually yeah. That's so great. But anyways, Ramos, you know, we're, we're, we're glad you're out of that situation. It seems like a good developing kind of almost maybe like early Manson kind of vibes, early Helter Skelter going on here. We can look forward to more of this, I believe. Great. Fantastic. Well, you should go follow Will at Will Sommer, S-O-M-M-E-R on Twitter. And you should read his stuff at The Daily Beast and sign up for his Wright Richter newsletter. Thank you so much for coming on the yes, show. Thank Short you. notice. Thanks, Will. Always a pleasure. a pleasure, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe for five bucks a month to get a whole second episode every single week, plus access to our entire archive of premium episodes. There are 80... Five currently more, yeah, eighty-eight, eighty-eight, yeah. So a whole, 90. a whole, a whole universe of other content <laughs> awaits right. you over there. Um, and when you subscribe, you you really do help us stay advertising free and editorially independent, and we love that. So thank you. We usually stream twice a week at twitch.tv slash QAnon Anonymous. Uh, come hang out. It's a lot of fun. And uh, for everything else, there's QAnonAnonymous.com where you'll find a, a link to our merch, uh, Discord uh, group, uh, access to the lost episodes, and a bunch of other great uh, QAA-related stuff. Listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you. It's not a conspiracy. It's fact. And now, today's auto cue. We need you to call this number immediately to stop this tragic injustice. 15-year-old was taken by Boston Children's Hospital and the Massachusetts Department of Children and Families and all parental rights taken away from her parents. Why? Because her parents did not agree with Boston Children's Hospital's diagnosis. When her parents tried to take her back to her original doctor, who was successfully treating her, they took the child away from them. Now is slowly dying at the hands of the state of Massachusetts. A little girl who was once an ice skater is now wheelchair bound and her health is deteriorating by the day. We must stand up to this injustice and defend the right to protect our own children. This family is destroyed financially and emotionally and desperate for help in the fight to get their daughter back. Please call to sign the petition to demand that Justina be returned to her family. Again, call right now to sign this petition before it's too late. Revolution Pack is responsible for the content of this message.